Happy New Year and welcome to episode number 99 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. We're recording on January the 3rd, 2020. My name is Eric. I'm the host of the show based in Southern Ontario, a hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, and computer geek. Uh, as a first responder, I witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events, and I started a small preparedness company to help people get prepared for at least 72 hours, if not longer. I'm Alan. I'm a safety trainer, first responder, security expert, and overall safety nerd. So want to help support the show and keep the uh, Canadian Prepper podcast on the air, you can buy some swag. We've got the uh, Canadian Prepper podcast t-shirt and uh, the tactical Velcro patch at uh, prepperpodcast.ca. All proceeds help keep lights on and the backup generator fueled. And they are very snappy. They are snappy and tactical. Tactical. If you are enjoying the show, please take a few minutes, like us on Facebook, and submit a review on iTunes. We also want your feedback, good or bad, or even just if you want us to cover a topic. You can email us, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. And as a special note, our 100th episode chat with the hosts. Join us live, cam not required, but you need some kind of microphone, otherwise we can't hear you. We'll post a link. Signals won't work well. <laughs> we'll post a link to access the, chat, the, the show chat about five minutes before showtime. Uh, this is next, next Sunday, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. On the Facebook page, if you don't have Facebook, and an increasing number of us don't, uh, email us at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. We'll send you the link, and we look forward to having as many of you on the show as we can. Get... Uh, Get some live some live Q and A. You can ask us whatever you want. The the burning questions like how does Ian actually do all of those things and still have a job? And why hasn't Hugh showed up for a couple episodes? And where's that Tyler guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'd love to we'd love to have as many of you on as, as we can. Uh, it's a milestone for us hundredth episode uh, next Sunday. That is the tenth uh, of January. Yep, yep. There we go. That's how that's how math works. That's good math. Yep. <laughs> I did not look at my calendar at all for that. Impressive. The tenth uh, of January, nine p.m. Eastern. Uh, come, come, get us on the uh, in the in the on the show. Join us on the show. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think. I think so. So if with not, that, we'll, we'll just be drunk. Well, hey, yeah, yeah, exactly. Pour yourself a drink and uh, hop on the chat with us, and we're going to happily answer some questions and uh, get some banter going back and forth, and uh, hopefully have a fun evening of it. So hopefully. Yeah, well, with that, uh, we've got some blacked out content for you in this episode. Uh, we're going to start off with some preparedness related news articles. We'll let you know what we've done for our preparedness since the last episode. Then we're going to get into the main topic. We're going back to uh, power outages and back to some basics in the uh, preparedness world. So let's move into some news. The greatest of the resets. Absolutely. Um, put a couple of put a couple of articles about some recent blackouts. Um, California had one uh, Christmas Eve. That's a they're they're a pretty regular thing out west there, uh, especially as they have wildfires. Um, a few more, all kinds of systems are affected. And what is happening more and more is that we're seeing rolling blackouts, especially during the summer when the demand for uh, the demand for power is greater. That some areas are going to are seeing rolling blackouts as opposed to unplanned. Uh, outages. So that's um, that's a thing. Be aware of that. Sure is. Uh, so I've got a couple of articles here. Uh, first one is, uh, if you weren't paying attention in Ontario, the uh, the Ontario-wide lockdown for COVID-19 is now in effect. So and depending on where it is you're located in the province, you're either uh, on a, what is it, a 28-day or a 14-day lockdown. Yep. So uh, welcome to the gray zone, apparently is... It's, it's, it's a lock. It's a lockdown for everybody except the former finance minister who decided that yes. it was a good idea to go vacation in St. Bart's. Well, sounds uh, sounds appropriate. 
I think so. Oh, country, the whole province is going to going going down the tubes. I know. Uh, yeah. See you, yeah. So, no, well, he's no longer the finance minister, and I think no. that's the best decision that Doug Ford could have made. Yeah, I think it was a smart move. It uh, wasn't a smart move to go, but you know, yeah, you, you messed up. So take the heat, and yep, it's what it is. There, don't, don't plan on getting reelected. No. And another article here that uh, asymptomatic spread of COVID may not actually be a thing. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Weird. It's almost, almost as if we've been saying it's, that's been a thing from most medical experts since March. But why would the media listen to that? That's not scary. That's not scary at all. <laughs> if you're not sick, so, you're not a threat. Yeah. Hmm. So, well, there you go. So, yeah, there's uh, you know, a couple more COVID-related articles that uh, seem to have been dominating the news for quite a while now. So, Just for the record, other things do happen in the world. It's true. Still be cared right now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, anyways. Hey, you know, got to sell ads, right? So, mm-hmm. But uh, let's move into what we've done lately for preps. So for myself, uh, this is actually one for, for last week's episode. I forgot to put it in, but... Uh, Learned how to do some basic soldering. So I uh, actually built I a, uh, a keyboard. <laughs> nope, no soldering. No, no soldering. No, okay. no, no marching, saluting, or anything like that. Nope. Uh, soldering. Gotcha. Just soldering. Just uh, figured out how to uh, build my own keyboard. So that was fun. And uh, it works. So even better. Uh, and then uh, for this week, sold a few things on Facebook Marketplace. Because again, we've moved back into the house. We're doing the whole declutter thing. So... Uh, Got a few things posted and a few things sold, so happy to get rid of it and not have to take it to the dump. Um, started doing my favorite thing ever of paintings. We got a bunch of doors that uh, we didn't want the contractor to waste his time doing. I was capable of doing it, so uh, I've been painting doors this week. It's been uh, yeah. Make sure, make sure you paint the, top, the tops and the bottoms as well, otherwise it oh. doesn't seal in all directions and it warps. Oh, good, uh, good tip. Thanks. I guess I have to take all the doors down now and take, do take them all, take them all back down, and do it again. Thanks, thanks for that. Appreciate better, that. Better. Well, yep. I'm out of here then. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just getting settled into the house and uh, made some more contacts on HF. So between uh, painting doors and waiting for them to dry, I was able to, to hop on the HF rig and just make a couple of just some local or localish, like in U- the United States, a uh, couple of contacts there. So cool. Just working the. Uh, the ham radio it a little bit because it's uh, it's been neglected the last little while, and it doesn't miss you. Uh, yeah, does it, it miss you as much as you miss it. Yeah, well, it started out with a hug and it got a little <laughs> electrifying, and so yeah. Um, I did nothing anywhere near as uh, fascinating as that. Well, that's not true. Um, I did some soldering. I did some electrical work. At the last phase of my renovation, uh, my home renovation started in August, uh, mostly complete. So I'm waiting on some a couple of materials being delivered tomorrow, uh, and then I can put this phase to bed. Next up, we're going to be tearing down the garage as soon as the ground thaws. Um, fortunately, that got deprioritized this year, but or last year now. I haven't actually written the date, so I haven't screwed it up, but that's uh, uh, that's going to be exciting when it's done. I'm going to have all kinds of new space and a lot of room for activities. I ordered some new ham radios from Rapid Survival. Um, looking forward to those coming in, hopefully sometime soon. So both, uh, both family vehicles will have... Uh, a primary slash secondary means of communication, and especially if the cell towers quit, um, and we'll talk about our experiences in when was that? Two thousand three was the uh, the big Ontario blockout, and I think yeah, you and I were yeah. both we were both pretty uh, pretty deeply ingrained in that when it happened. 
Yeah, that was a, an interesting time. Yeah. It sure was. Uh, and one of that one of the first things that we discovered was that cell towers didn't work. So that yep. was a while ago, but that's you know that that's a, a thing that we plan for. So exactly. um, hopefully those will come in soon, and I can get those installed. Uh, soonish. I've got uh, a couple of courses coming up in the next couple of weeks, so I'm going to be uh, busy traveling around the province getting, well, not traveling about the province. I'm going to be going to specific courses and then coming back with all proper protocols in place. CSIS, please stop looking at me. And <laughs> You're already on a list. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm already on a list. I'm sure of it. <laughs> uh, and then I put up some new shelves in the basement, got, uh, got some new things organized. Uh, one of the disadvantages of tearing down my garage is I have to Put all that stuff somewhere until the yep. new garage is built. So we'll uh, we'll be we'll be doing that over the next couple of weeks, and then hopefully within the next three months, we'll have a new structure up. It's very nice. exciting. Very nice. You're uh, you're the new Ian for this week, I guess. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm talking I'm talking about a lot of things, but uh, uh, it really was. I mean, I, that was all all told about uh, four hours worth of work. So. Fair enough. Yep, but I make uh, it sound good, and I think that's even secret. <laughs> this is true. Yes, I think I think you're right. <laughs> uh, to answer Steve in the the live chat, there, um, the ham radio, my HF rig currently is not on uh, on battery or solar. I know, very non prepperish of me, but uh, I am in the works of getting it hooked up for uh, my generator here, and uh, my two meter rig and my a uh, little um, handheld is obviously battery powered, but my my two meter rig, I've got one in the truck, so. It could run theoretically if uh, the power is out, as long as the truck's running. So, cool. But shall we move into the main topic? It's going to be. Uh, it's it's more riveting. It's it's electrifying. It, it, it is. Oh, it you, is. Know, you know what we need right now? We need the uh, we need the grease lightning. We need, that would we need be good. That. Where's our intern for this? Yeah, no, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so what happens? What happens when the power goes out? Yeah. First so, thing. Uh, be short-term or long-term. Short-term yeah, power outages exactly. happen all the time. They happen for a hundred reasons. Usually they're localized. Usually it's something to do with the distribution system, uh, especially as weather gets bad or demand gets high. Yep. Transformers overload, switches open, and the power goes out for a little bit. That's pretty standard. standard. I think we've all been through those before where, you know, they're an hour or so at length, if that, and it's... It's disruptive, obviously, but um, yeah, we had one here in clean. August or September. I can't remember exactly. Our power was out for eleven hours, and it was just long enough to be inconvenient, not long enough yep. to panic about. Yeah, yeah. When you get into those ones, it's uh, yeah, like I said, it's a little disruptive, but it's not the end of the world if you're you're looking at you know eleven, twelve hours. You, you can you can make it through that, or you should be able to make it through that. Yep. Um, if not, refer to the previous 98 episodes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's you know those, those short-term ones are are pretty standard. Um, they happen. It's usually yep. some 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 things happen either weather-related or an accident has taken down a pole or or something's occurred. And it's you know it's the the first step is to kind of figure out is this going to be a short-term or a long-term power outage. And and that mm -hmm. some ways you can do that is is just listening to your local media. Right. If it's some, sometimes they, they are right. Yeah, sometimes they are, uh, sometimes they're not. But uh, you know, throwing on your your radio, whether it be FM or AM radio, or even your ham radio, um, a lot of the a lot of the time, if it's going to be something a little bit more significant, there'll be a, a net set up in the area on usually like your two meter, um, where the local guys will start chatting about what's happening and what's uh, what, what's going on, and, and 
possible repair times because some of them know people that work in the power industry and can get that information and they broadcast it out. Well, um, and the same a, with a the, lot of a lot of utilities. Um, I know where where we're serviced by Hydro One, which services yep. most of Ontario. Um, they have an app, so they're uh, yes. um, an outage map. So on their website, you can see who's affected. You can see how long, and they'll they'll give you an estimate. And that estimate is wildly inaccurate most times. Yeah. Uh, I think that my last outage here, they said that we were due back on that the power went out about eleven in the morning. Uh, they were due back on. They said it was due back by three in the afternoon. So we said no big deal. And then at three in the afternoon, they said four the next morning, and we said, well, oh. or they said twenty four hours, which was. A little strange so we made other plans we uh um we took our <laughs> we emptied our fridge and took it over to the took it over to uh, a neighboring town where we have friends that that weren't affected and so yep. we were able to keep our perishables safe and then like four o'clock in the morning the power finally came back on uh, so there the the estimated times um will update they'll, they'll always say 24 hours first and then yep. they will update it they know a little bit more which is both good and bad. I'd say more bad than good, but it's uh, it depends on what they see when they get there. So they'll always say 24 hours until they have a better idea of what's going on. Um, so even if it says 24, just be aware that it's probably going to be less and unless that yeah. there's something that goes really really wrong. Yeah, I find that app to be quite uh, quite useful as well, um, especially because I travel quite a bit for work, so I'm not always home. I'm sometimes gone for a couple of days to a week at a time. So having that app, even when I'm away, it still alerts me that the power is out at home. So yep. if I need something to be looked after or I need somebody to go check on something or do something, I can make those calls or I can line that up even though I'm not home. So it's, it's quite helpful that way. And yep. yeah, I, I found the exact same thing. The, the, the estimations of restoration are wildly inaccurate. They're either way, way overstated and then you get the power back way sooner than they say or like you indicated, it's uh, they say it's going to be sooner and it's way later. So yep. don't, don't bank on those times, but it, <laughs> it definitely gives you an idea as to how wide the problem is is and then you can kind of gauge from there using your own mind how long you figure it might take them to, to restore yep. well i mean i mean where where i live in well 2003 the there was a, a cascade failure of the electrical grid yep. covered most of uh most of the east coast most of ontario um new york state virginia most of the all of new england i forget exactly how far south it went i think the carolinas were affected as well I believe um, you're right yeah it I was think a large started, area. It was huge, and it all started because the it was a, it was there was a heat wave, and there were uh, so every air conditioner in the in the country was running, and there was a transformer that failed. I want to say it was in Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Yeah, I remember? I can't remember yeah. exactly where, but it was just like one one city, and there they had a transformer station go down, and so the that 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 surge came from. Drew from everywhere else, and it just overloaded the entire system. And there were some places, um, there were some places that were out for twelve hours. There were some places that were out for four days. Yep. And four days when you don't have four days when you have windows that don't open and no air conditioning is a long time. So I know one yep. of the problems that happened in London, and it's since been corrected, is that none of the ambulance bases, none of the fire halls, and none of the communication centers had air conditioning. And none of them had a back, or, and they didn't have backup generators. So uh, what I did as a as a first responder that at that particular time is we had a we had a mobile command center that ended up being set up on a city street downtown, and we had to move fire and uh, fire and EMS dispatch into 
into this command trailer that, that was set up there for three days. And then we had light and power units going around, literally going around to the infrastructure of the city, just charging batteries and, um, you know, stupid things like um, transit had to, like the, the, the transit commission had, uh, had been called up to evacuate uh, a number of um, old age homes, which was fine, except that they couldn't run the gas pumps. They couldn't run their fuel pumps. That's so, we take, so we had to take a generator over to the transit commission and have, and we had a, we had a, a lineman and an electrician following us along, following along with us to wire in these, like the, none of their, none of the systems had been set up to be powered externally. So we had to go have, have their, you know, have their pumps physically disconnected, hardwired into our generators for long enough to charge a battery, run the pump that they needed to, and then disconnect it and take it onto the next, <laughs> um, take it down to the next place that needed it. Um, but even, you know, even if you, you know, for, for some of our, for some of the lower priority, like people who are on home oxygen, uh, if you're on long-term oxygen, a lot of people have a generating unit as opposed to changing bottles all the time, which is great. And it usually has, you know, a, a couple of hours of battery power, but not four days worth. So yep. we had, we went around to a number of homes and just charged batteries. And made sure yeah. that people make sure that people were still breathing okay because that prevents emergencies rather than having to uh, having to respond to them, which was you know, it was good planning to, yeah. to at least have a have a basic list of who had that and be able to be able to respond to it instead of having somebody wait until they couldn't breathe anymore and then call nine one one and then it become a real problem. Yeah, that's an interesting point too. Is you know not everybody would think of that as something to plan for or something to think about because maybe you don't rely on, on oxygen, but maybe you know somebody that does um, have the chat with them and see if they have some kind of a plan. If there's a further power outage than what their battery system will allot for. Yep. It's a smart thing to have because you need well, oxygen. You, well, yeah, especially like whatever, whatever it is you rely on. I mean, yeah. uh, if it's oxygen, if it's, um, you know, even if, even with uh, people who are diabetic and yep. you have to keep your insulin cold, right? It has to be refrigerated. Yep, it does. I don't know if it's, that's still the case. It's been a while since I've spoken with anybody that's insulin dependent, but that's, that's another, you know, another potential problem. Do you have a plan to deal with that? Uh, if you can't get ice to fill your coolers and all of a sudden you don't have power for a couple of days, do you have the ability to keep your medications that need to yep. be refrigerated to cold? Yeah, that's another big thing to kind of plan for. Um, but even bringing it back to just the very beginning, um, first off, verify it's not just you. Yep, absolutely. Right? Are the street lights on? Do your neighbors have power? Um, if your neighbors don't and the street lights are uh, are off, then chances are it, it's at least a localized outage. It might be further than that, but I'd say uh, step number one is rule out that it's not just you. Because mm -hmm. if it's just you and you're going into, um, you know, super prepper mode because your house is out but nobody else's is. Yeah, just just take a breath. Take a breath. Yep. It'll be all right. Just check it out first. <laughs> yep. Make sure there's, there's no point in going through all your preps just because your power's out and nobody else's is. But it doesn't mean I can't go through all my preps, right? Well, feel free okay. and then order more from me when you're done. We'll call it, we'll call it an exercise and everything will be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And nothing wrong with testing your stuff out if you want. Yeah, you know, put the breaker in your house and away you go. Um, that's another one is familiarize yourself with the electrical panel in your house. If you haven't already know how to use it and you know, maybe something's just tripped or flipped or not sitting the way it should. So familiarize yourself with it. Yep. And how to check, 
how to check because it, it's I've I've done that first thing in the morning, not really paying attention, not quite awake, and I flip a light switch and it doesn't go, and I think to myself, "Well, oh, the power's out." I wonder if it's my house, my street, my town, my province, and it turns out that it's a three-way switch, and the switch at the other end just wasn't flipped all the way. So pour yourself just, a coffee and <laughs> pour yourself a coffee, <laughs> shake the cobwebs, and, yep. and start start with the basics and work forward. Exactly. Maybe add some Baileys to that coffee if you're so inclined, <laughs> uh, and then join us uh, next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, of course, if you are starting to to plan out uh, for power outages and you're putting some kind of a system together, um, I would say your priorities are going to be food, water, and then followed by heating, cooling, uh, yep. both your food and your your habitat where you're living. Um, I'd say those are going to be your priorities in, in planning, um, unless you got el- uh, something else, Alan. Um, well, no, and just it, depending on where you are, if you're on municipal water, the chances of your um, your water supply going away are pretty slim. But if yeah. you're on a well, then you're going to need a backup system for that. Um, food, absolutely. Um, I think we've got it somewhere in the notes that if it's cold outside, you can take advantage yeah. of, of that and store your food outside. Yep. Just be aware of animals, of course, but yes. having the ability to keep... Um, Keep your you keep your house at least at least keep your pipes from freezing. Um, That's the key. What's the uh, what's the rule if it's eight degrees Celsius on the ins on, on the inside walls and the outside walls are uh, uh, the outside walls are approaching zero, um, and most of our pipes are on the outside walls. So yep. um, keep your keep your house at least warm enough. Have the ability to keep your house at least warm enough to 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 keep your keep your pipes from freezing. And if you can't, then drain your system. So open the like turn off the water. Open the uh, open the pipes at the top. Open your open your taps at the top, at the uppermost level, and open your pipe your taps at the bottommost level. Um, it was a uh, uh, something something that has happened to me in the past, <laughs> uh, and it uh, it got it got cold. Um, my my first house was a it was an old oil furnace, and we were uh, we were having it replaced. And it was going to be replaced in about four weeks, and then we had a cold snap, and so we were just running the tank dry. And it ran a lot. It ran drier faster than we thought it would. And yep. uh, we were a couple of days. We were a couple of days at minus twenty-five without uh, without any heat, and we had one fireplace in the basement. So that was just enough to keep us uh, keep us keep us going. But um, it was uh, it was enough to keep the keep the house warm enough that it didn't freeze. But we weren't sure, so we cracked open all. We turned off the water, cracked open all the uh, all the the pipes, and or all the taps. And if you're going to do that, I mean, you can even leave the water on and just crack them open instead of having them all the way open so that uh, you've got this flow. As long as you've got flow, you're not going to get ice until it gets really, really cold. It's true. We've got a couple of good points in the live chat. We've got uh, Dan that mentions uh, Twitter's a good place to get real-time updates way before it hits the news uh, from blackouts to uh, to killing sprees. So hopefully we don't ever have to deal with the killing spree part of it. But um, yeah, valid point. Um, Absolutely. Social media is can be, anyways, a good point, uh, a good spot for some some relevant up-to-date kind of uh, event. Uh, well, every, every reporter has a has a Twitter feed, and every one of them wants to be published first, but they only get so much airtime. So um, you get a lot of opinions really quickly, or a lot of sources really quickly. And we've got another one here from uh, Darius. That's a great point. Just says, don't wire your, your generator into your panel. Uh, if the power goes out, it can actually cause a feedback to the lines, and then you're potentially harming um, the linemen that are working on the lines. So, yep. yeah, great point. Yeah, if you're if you're going to have a hardwired system, that's fine. Have it properly installed with a transfer yeah. switch, and isolate the so, that, so you're isolating the house from the uh, uh, from the lines. And yeah. if not, 
then don't be that guy that does the double-ended plug and plugs it into the house and you'll get one phase and don't do that. Yeah, um, no. Nobody likes that guy. No, you can certainly uh, can certainly get systems that will work, but um, yeah, make sure that they're put in because you don't want to be frying someone down the line. It's just no. bad day for them, bad day for you, and bad day for everybody. Yeah, and, and, and you don't get your power back that way. No, you don't. Nope. Right? Nobody if, else you, is going to want to touch those. In, in the most, in the most self, at the most selfish level. Yep. If you do that, you're not getting your power back because there's nobody to work on your power anymore. Yep. There's nobody exactly. to work on the problem. Uh, so what else we have here? Um, so again, uh, longer power outages. So we're we're getting into you know three, four, or five days uh, plus. Um, hygiene and sanitation is going to start to become a thing. So make sure you have yep. some sort of a plan for that. Reference our uh, our, our hygiene episode. Um, that was our first explicit episode, wasn't it? It was our, it was our first explicit episode, and <laughs> YouTube still one. to date lets us, uh, lets us record here. So, so that's good. Um, but yeah, definitely hygiene and sanitation is going to be something you're going to want to take care of. We've touched on medication, but again... Like, be aware uh, of it. We said with the insulin, make sure you got a way to keep it cool. Uh, other medications also going to have variables that you need to be aware of. Well, um, and also and, if you're plan ahead, it's going to take a little bit longer yeah. to get what you need from your suppliers. If your if your yeah. pharmacy doesn't have power, chances are good they're not doing any transactions. So you might have to get it sent. They might have to get it sent from somewhere else yep. in order to keep you he- happy and healthy. Um, so make sure you're make sure you're well stocked for that. Yeah, we've we've even seen that with uh, the whole COVID thing going on right now. Is is yep. stock is is interesting at times for certain medications. So uh, take what you've learned from from this um, scenario with COVID going on, and continue to implement it um, if and when COVID is finished, which is hopefully sooner than than later, and and carry it on because it could it could play into power outages. Yep. Uh, well, it's, um, uh, you know, I think everybody by now will have some form of a radio in their, uh, in their emergency kit, whether it be FM, AM, combination of both. Uh, if you're not, you'll stop listening to this episode right now and go get one. Yeah, yeah exactly. You can order but, uh, one from rapidsurvival.ca. <laughs> well, it's .com, but, uh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> you, bought <the> wrong, <laughs> you bought the wrong domain. Okay. Who, whoever wants to go register.ca, go for it. Uh, <laughs> rapidsurvival.com. Yeah. Go get uh, one. But yeah, like that's going to get you all of your local updates. It's going to let you know if something else major is going on. Um, hopefully, uh, again, Twitter is a great, uh, great option as well. It's probably going to be a lot faster than uh, FMAM radio. But if it's been a little while, you're going to get the information there as well. Um, especially if you don't have a way to power your mobile devices, you know, you can get crank radios and such to to listen. Yep. Um, and then yeah, we've got restoring your own power. So again, just safety first with that, and you don't want to zap yourself or the guy down the line like we mentioned. But, so um, generators, are, generators are probably the big, the big one. Um, get the biggest generator you can. That's practical. Uh, my generator that I, I got this year is uh, about a thirty-five hundred peak, uh, thirty, yeah, thirty-three thousand, three thousand running watts, thirty-five hundred peak, um, or surge. I guess is the is the rating. Um, we've done an, we've done an entire episode on generators, I believe. Um, I believe we have, yeah. I think we have. Go back, go back and find that one. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot to know about portable generators. There's a lot to know about stationary generators. Um, you can have stationary generators that are uh, tied to your natural gas lines, yep. which is that's probably the best. I guess the ultimate. That's the ultimate f you oh, to the uh, to the grid. That I absolutely <laughs> love mine. It, it yep. literally the power goes out. You count to ten. You hear the transfer switch flip over. Then you hear it rev up, and then the lights come back on. It's it's yep. great, and it's on the natural gas line. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, when you're planning your power systems, make sure that you can 
power your sump pumps. Yeah, just one of those one of those things. Yeah, I, I, can, I can hear my sump pumps running now because it's been raining yep. for the last couple of days. And um, make sure you can power your sump pumps. Um, a battery backup is good. Those will only last for so long, especially in foul weather. Um, just be able to power those um, and plan plan for it. I mean, run a run a test on your generator. Make Absolutely. sure you can run all the stuff that you can uh, um, that you need to. Right? You can you total out, you you count all the count the wattage of all the things that you want to power at the same time. Add yep. it all up, and then you can and then make sure that your generator can run it. Um, you don't have to run your generator. Uh, you don't have to run your fridge on your generator all the time. You just have to get it cold. And then you can unplug it for a while. Yeah. And speaking of some pumps, make sure if you're on a well system that your generator can run your pumps for your well. Because yep. no power, no water. Power, no water. Yep. yep. That's that's a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, solar oh. solar is the next one that we have. Um, yep. I can I can speak to the uh, to, to the the benefit of solar. I got a, uh, a, a foldable panel from Rapid Survival uh, earlier this summer. I uh, went out, took it up to uh, took it up to Algonquin Park for a few days for a uh, for a camping trip, and I was able to power. I was able to charge all of our devices during the day, so we had um, we had power for the evening as well as charge my battery packs while we didn't have any electricity. So it was uh, it, it's that one particular that one solar panel kept kept me in touch with everything that I needed, uh, and we were uh, we were in, we were in really good shape. So. Um, Actually, I've got it right here. I can tell you exactly what it was. I'm sure you can too, Eric. But it was um, <laughs> the Solar Twenty One charger. The Solar Twenty One charger. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Pop my camera on. Hopefully, I don't freeze the freeze the. That's what it looks like. There it is, right there. Does a great job. Phenomenal tool. That's Just do yourself a, little... a favor and keep keep a couple of extra cords in it so that you don't have to look for those when you. Uh, when you go to power it up, yep. I learned I learned that one. Make sure you just keep some <laughs> extra cords with it. But you can charge you can charge whatever you want um, from that during the day. And then if you charge your battery packs, then you can run your battery thick powered things at night, which yep. is all. Uh, it's 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 a fantastic system. And it, I mean we've we've done a whole episode on solar as well. And we have even yep. just even just the portable just the portable panels that that run a trickle charger will um, will keep you keep you going to. Um, until until the power comes back. Um, if water is an issue, consider filling your bathtub. Get yep. yourself a water bob from Rapid Survival. They're yep. uh, they just sit. They'll you know it doesn't take up any space until it's time to until it's time to deploy, and they it will it'll give you what is that five hundred liters or something in the that's uh, uh, hundred hundred gallons hundred gallons so three hundred eighty yep. some odd liters in the uh, in your in your bathtub. It's clean. It's food grade. You don't have to worry about whatever. Whatever soap residue or anything is in your bathtub. Um, I don't care how clean you think your bathtub is; it's not clean it's enough not, to, yep. <laughs> to keep water drinking quality. Yep, um, it's got a little pump on the top too, so you can pump the water out of it. Yep, and you can pump the water out, and then you've got lots of uh, you've got lots of um, backup there. Yeah. Um, so on a, on a side note for the the water bobs, it does say one time use only. If you're smart about it and you dry it out appropriately. You can get alternate uses out of it, but it says one time use only to avoid people putting it away wet. Having mold build up in it and then filling up again and then contaminating your water. So, just yep. don't be uh, don't be folding it up wet and putting it away because it's just not going to be. I'm not hitting the explicit button for this episode. <laughs> don't make me do it. 
Nope. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, another uh, live chat uh, here. Scott just indicates um, for generator possibilities. His, uh, his electrician recommended the Generlink that attaches at the meter box. Uh, it's dual phase input and transfer switch without um, needing to rewire the whole house. So uh, my understanding of those is it's just a little outlet on the, the, um, the power uh, meter for your house and you can plug your generator into that and it feeds your panel, but it also doesn't backfeed the, um, the grid. So uh, I know a couple of buddies of mine have those and they, they say they're great. So it makes life a little bit easier. Fantastic. Plug it in, and away you go. You can run a few things on uh, on your generator and your little portable generator. So that's yeah, great they're, idea. They're handy. Yeah. And we've got uh, Ken asks just what happens when the gas lines go dry. That's a great question. Mad uh, Max. I Mad that. Max. What happens? Yeah, Mad when, Max. Time. Time. <laughs> when yeah, the gas lines uh, go dry. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely Mad Max time. It's it's, uh, it's something I'm going to start building into my uh, my plans for power outages with the generator here. Uh, I'm looking at possibly putting in um, a bigger propane tank. Uh, maybe somewhere on the back of the property that can then feed the generator. So if sometime the natural gas goes down or it, or runs dry, at least I've got that back up the roll too. And then it's really time to, you know, there's, decide there's what there's we're going to do. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, for now, I don't have a backup to it. But you know, yeah, it's it's a it's one, an exceptionally rare occasion that the that the gas will go out. Yeah. Uh, unless there's unless there's been a you know catastrophic event that damages your gas lines locally, um, it's a pretty rare occasion when that happens. And if it does, chances are good that there's already somebody coming to fix it before you're aware of it. Yeah. But that is a it is a good thing to plan for. It's a great point of you know always run that scenario. What if? Sure. Uh, and then plan for it because no harm, right? I'm I'm thinking the the whole barbecue idea or the barbecue the whole propane <laughs> idea is I can hook it up to my barbecue and then I got yep. a giant propane tank. I can run my barbecue off it, and then if I have to switch it over to the the generator, if uh, if we do hit that holy geez moment where the natural gas lines run dry, then I can, and then it can start to uh, reassess from there, and you know start letting the dogs out with the bees in their mouth and all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> Release the hounds and the bees. The hounds and the bees in their mouth, and when they yeah. bark, they shoot bees. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get the Simpsons reference in there. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, and like like you mentioned already, keep your USB battery packs charged up for communications. Um, assuming the the cell phone system is still operating and it's not a major major thing that's going on, um, can't hurt to have those electronics powered and, and working. Is if you got them, use them, right? Dan, Dan, the YouTube chat makes a really good point that there's um, there are USB AA and AAA battery chargers on the market yes. as well. So he says that Kia sells them. Um, there are there are lots of brands that uh, that, that sell those. They're uh, and that's a, that's a great thing to have. So you can plug it into your uh, either your power pack or your solar panel, whichever uh, whichever you need. Um, I've started because I'm lazy uh, and I hate trying. To, I hate replacing batteries. Uh, I've started buying as many things as I can that have a built-in battery and a USB charger. So like all the headlamps that I buy um, are all. USB charging charging ports now because I'd rather deal with I'd rather not have to deal with changing batteries and just plug it in and not think about it anymore. And the prices of those are coming way down. I think this the the, the one that I have on my on my desk right now I got from sale. Uh, I think it was twelve bucks or something for a headlamp, which is a great price. Yeah, that's and, good. and it's super bright and it has red and white and it's got three or four different levels and uh, the battery the battery lasts for you know three or four nights if you need it, and then you just plug it in and charge it. At whatever USB power source you have for, you know, fifteen or twenty minutes, and then it's charged back up again. So, yeah, and never underestimate the usefulness of a headlamp. I've stopped buying. Amazing. I've stopped buying standard flashlights. Yeah, I, I buy headlamps. Absolutely amazing. Any, especially any power place, 
any place that I can use a flashlight, I can also use a headlamp. Yep, 100%. I absolutely love them. But, um, I keep the odd flashlight here and there, but the headlamps... Well, there's always one of my pocket hands available, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, candles. Yeah, candles, yeah. They do, they do a couple of things. They provide light. They also provide heat. Um, yep. I they also provide the potential of burning your house down. So be careful. And, and the added bonus of carbon monoxide. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about carbon monoxide. I think I've beaten that to death. Go, I was go back and to go off on your tirade. <laughs> go back and listen to our uh, uh, our home uh, home heating episode, our alternate heating episode. I think I go off on about four or five different tangents on carbon or almost monoxide. every other episode we've recorded. <laughs> Just about every episode. Um, <laughs> carbon monoxide's a big deal, guys. It, it, yep. it really is. Um, candles should not produce enough carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide to be a threat. But if you, very good. Them, if you use enough of them in a small enough area, um, it can be a problem, and especially over a long, a long period of time. And carbon monoxide poisoning is cumulative, so you need to give it time to dissipate out of your body. Um, there, I managed to go on a rant anyways. And it was only like a 32-second rant, so that's impressive. There we go. That's, that's, that's my, shortest, my shortest rant so far. I think it is. Did I mention carbon monoxide? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so. Keep in mind as well with power outages, um, you know, you can listen to back episodes of this podcast and Alan ranting about carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, and also, businesses may not uh, accept anything but cash. I know we've said cases, that on a few other episodes as well, but keep that in mind. Yep. Well, any anytime anytime communications are down, um, a lot of businesses will want to still operate. I worked at one place where um, we had we had a lot of charge accounts, we had a lot of commercial accounts, which was really handy, and we had to we were without power for seven hours of a business day due to a due to a transformer changeover that no that the the utility didn't bother to let anybody know about, and we were able to we were able to we were hand bombing. Uh, um, hand bombing orders, which was awesome when you've got thirty-five thousand SKUs, and um, wow, that's a yeah, lot of SKUs. Oh, it, it's a lot of SKUs. <laughs> so we had so half of our building, like our the back shop of our building, had power, yep. and and so for the first couple of hours, we still had our network up because it was on a battery backup. So we were able to actually print an item list. We were able oh. to print two copies um, so that we actually had them had them to go and. I was, you know, uh, that was the first time that I that I I dug my headlamp out of my lunch bag. It's in my little pencil case EDC bag. Um, dug it out, and I was able to I was able to, to hand bomb orders while everybody else was trying to use their trying to use the, the flashlights on their phone and write at the same time, which is really inconvenient. Sure so the headlamp the headlamp played a played a, a great uh, uh, was it was a great feature there, and then we were able to we were able to input all those orders after, so we could accept cash. Or if you had an existing account, we could charge you. Otherwise, you weren't getting you weren't getting your product. In a disaster situation, right, a, a, a natural disaster, that might mean that you can't get the plywood you need to um, yep. to board up your house. So keep True. some cash on hand just in case. Yep. Um, up back to the top of our uh, our list of things here. Don't forget to report the outage. But don't call nine one one. Do not call nine one one for it. This unless is not a nine one one emergency. Unless there's absolutely some sort of emergency tied to it, like if there's something a car wrapped fire, around the power pole. If yeah. something's on fire, it's an emergency. If the yeah. power lines are down and they're running over a car, that is an emergency. Yeah. Call nine one one. If the power is out and there isn't, there isn't like you you look yeah. out your front window and there aren't power lines on the ground. Please don't yeah. call nine one one. There's no that. car wrapped around a power pole or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, that's that's a simple call to your local utility to say, hey, I, I pay you folks. Why is my power out? And, and most of most of them have that report an outage thing on their app yep. or on their website. Um, yep. I would suggest trying to go trying to go through that first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and nine times out of ten, you're going to find it's already been reported, but yep. there's going to be that one time where it hasn't been, and you're the first one to report it. So at least now you've got the the wheels in motion, and somebody's coming to help restore it. Yep, and you might get, you might just get a little nugget of information about what the cause was and how long yep. that can give you a clue as to how long it's going to be. So exactly. Um, yeah, report it, but don't call nine one one unless unless there's something actually on fire, or yeah. somebody is trapped. Then yeah. don't call nine one one. Yeah. Can I say that again? Don't call nine one one to report a power outage. <laughs> I knew you'd go on another tirade. <laughs> they know about it. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. This one was thirty nine seconds, a bit longer than the, the last one. <laughs> uh, I'm under two minutes. I think I'm still good. <laughs> I think you're still good. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's still not nearly as long as Ian's. What we've done lately for preps uh, section. So, <laughs> so we're good. Well, I, I just noticed we're 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 down to the end here, and we're only forty minutes in. That's what yeah. happens. We don't have Ian on the show. Yeah, I know, right? It's yeah. Uh, yeah, we're between a Ian and Hughes, they, they we, yeah. we cut out ten minutes of our intro. Yeah, we did. It's pretty good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's uh, like power outages are like a. Um, a staple for preppers, right? It's it's something that everybody kind of starts with if uh, they're getting their packs together. There's always that what if the power goes out thing, and it's it it's a basic thing to get prepared for. It's something you can just sit down and plan for one evening and and get a kit together for. And we want to kind of revisit it for this episode, get back to some basics because you know why not? It's the it's the good stuff, and it's it's one of those things. It's it's the low hanging fruit of prepping. You can really easily prepare for this. By making sure that your barbecue tank is full so that you can still cook your food. Yep, exactly. Um, and by the way, your food uh, will rot slower if it's cooked than if it's raw. So if you've got stuff, empty your fridge first. Um, your freezer will stay colder longer if it's full. Um, empty your fridge first, cook all the food, and then yep. you have uh, you have less to keep cool and you have less potential to get sick from it. Um, and if you do manage to get sick from it, make sure you've listened to our hygiene episode. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> that'll be an entirely that'll be yeah. an entirely different matter. But um, cook the stuff in your fridge first. Cook the stuff in your freezer second, and then keep whatever you need to cool. Um, as people in North America, we put a lot of stuff in our in our fridge and freezer that um, don't even need to be refrigerated necessarily. They need to be kept cool, not cold. Um, so your fruits and vegetables, for the most part, if you can put them in, if you can put them in the basement where it's a little bit cooler than the, than the ground floor, you're probably okay. Um, most condiments say keep refrigerated. They really just need to be kept from getting hot, yeah, from getting warm, and then you'll be all right. So, yeah, yeah, uh, it's just it's a it's a good building block scenario to to start planning for because it's it's common. Everybody's been through at least two or three, um, and you can kind of build your uh, your preps and your plans around getting some basic things set up for this scenario. Yep, absolutely. Um, and, and most people will find that if you're well prepared for a power outage, the bigger emergencies are less of an emergency because you yep. can already deal with this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking, speaking of emergencies, uh, Bane Ironhand does point out one other time for the whole 911 call. Um, it's margarita night. And uh, his blender's off because the power's out. I think that's fair. Okay, so <laughs> this is why you have a generator. 
<laughs> I knew this would set you off. <laughs> this, is, this is this is this is why we have a generator, and I agree with you. That's a, that's an essential service. It's a, it's it's a necessity yes. of life. Uh, Margarita night is a very terrible night to have disrupted by power outages. It is. Um, don't call nine one one for it. Don't call nine one one for that. <laughs> you know every every emergency service out there has a non emergency number that you can call. It's so you true. can call your local fire department by their non emergency line, and they will get to you when they're not busy. And and then they and then you can ask questions and and get advice. Um, you, you don't have to call nine one one, even though you might want to. Uh, a shout out to our dispatchers, call. by the way. Dispatchers do a great job, and without them, um, well. We'd be really bored, so yeah, we'd have nowhere to go. <laughs> we'd have no, we'd have nowhere to go. So, uh, shout out to our dispatchers who who really do take the yep. brunt of um, society's. And and I apologize to all the call takers who are going to get calls about margaritas now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. We're gonna have to seize these for evidence. We'll, yeah, uh, we'll, return, uh, we'll yeah. return the container to you at some other point. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. The, Yes. <laughs> yes. There we go. But, uh, there we go. So yeah, we beat that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole idea of doing this episode was just back to basics. Uh, something easy to prep for. Uh, it gets your kit kind of set up and ready to go, and you can build from there. And nothing wrong with going back to basics because it, like uh, like Alan said, if you can get through a power outage, you can probably get through a lot of other emergencies that you're going to run into. Um, whether it be, you know, um, bad weather or, you know, you're snowed in or stuck in, but the power is still on, something like that, you're going to be able to get through that. You're going to be, be able to get through a lot of things. So Absolutely. And with, with that, that I think maybe, we, yeah. uh, we'll move into the podcast challenge. Your podcast challenge yep. for this week is pre-plan what warrants a 911 call when the power goes out. Hint, it's not very much. No, <laughs> your, your, your podcast challenge for the week. Uh, find one way that you can operate with it without the grid, uh, without being able to plug into the grid, and let us know what that is. You can yeah. let us you can let us know what you did. Send us pictures on our Facebook, uh, tag us in your YouTube videos, send us an email, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca, or however you would like to reach out to us. Um, maybe save it up for next week and. Yeah. Talk and, and tell us about it when you come on the show. Yeah, and yeah, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next week's episode. That's going to be. I think, I think that's going to be. I think that's going to be a great time. Yeah, I've got I, hope, I hope it gets to the point that we have to uh, to cut it short just because we've been chatting for so long. I hope so too. I, I don't see how it's not going to be like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to stick around for as long as we have to. So, yep, make it um, an all nighter. Why not? Are you sure. Yeah, I've got a course next morning. It'll be fine. Yeah, don't worry about that. It's not till the morning. <laughs> that's that's future. That's, that's morning, Alan's problem. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, what do we got for upcoming events? Fingers crossed. Tacom Tacom twenty twenty, which was delayed until April twenty third to twenty fifth of this year. Uh, fingers crossed that will still be happening. As of right now, it has not yet been rescheduled. Um, I think we'll uh, we'll see what happens as we get closer. Of course, yep. because we were expecting the two weeks to reset. Two weeks to flatten the curve uh, a year ago, and um, <laughs> yep, it's true. <laughs> Bane and his uh, I, I do like his hand crank blenders. I love Bane, it. Bane, if you find a, a hand crank blender, please let us know. We're we're gonna need a video of you making that making margaritas with it. And actually, we'll, if you find one, get it uh, prior to next week, and then come on the show and let us know how it works. Yep, absolutely. I think <laughs> the challenge has been extended. Yep. Um, 
So TACOM 2020, uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll be t- April 23rd to 25th of 2021. Uh, the details for the show and the tickets and link uh, in the show notes. Um, Maple Seed events are somehow still happening somewhere, some places. Uh, Maple yep. Seed is a great way to get to know firearms, become a better shooter. There are uh, all kinds of volunteer opportunities and great fun, good times. Excuse me. MapleSeedRifleMan.com uh, is the is the website for that. Yeah. And Ian put a YouTube link in there, which I really hope is just a. Uh, I- uh, I didn't, really, click, I didn't I, click the link because I'm on a public network. Yeah, but, I, I'm afraid uh, to click the link as well. <laughs> apparently, it's a YouTube link, uh, so yeah. hopefully that's what that is. But I imagine it's a uh, it's a link that uh, that tells a little bit more about what those maple seed events are. I, I'm guessing that's what it is. I'll verify it before I publish the uh, the show notes. <laughs> If you don't uh, see me next week, you know it wasn't a good link. Yep, there you go. Uh, and finally, again, fingers crossed, March 5th to 7th, the BC Sportsman Show. Uh, again, link in the show notes. And that's uh, one of the one of the last events that we're aware of that's still happening. Um, has not yet been canceled or rescheduled. Again, it, it's early in the year, but um, that's uh, that's a thing that's happening so far. And again, link in the show notes, bcsportsmanshow.ca. I'm rather enjoying all the, uh, the messages <laughs> in the, the chat here. We've got uh, so far gas powered blender and a bicycle powered blender. Freeze your hands to hold the drinks. That's, that's brilliant, a, Scott. That's I like it. brilliant, Scott. That <laughs> you get. You design it, I will buy one. Absolutely, uh, as well. Because I'm burning calories and burning calories and drinking tequila at the same time. I'm I'm about that. And then our 150th episode, we'll just have a margarita party. Oh God, I like it. We're, gonna, we're all going to have to be in the same room and take the next day off. Yep. <laughs> next day, next couple of days. Uh, so one yeah. other upcoming event we've got uh, coming up is the uh, the Radio Amateurs of Canada. They are still accepting registrations for their basic ham course, uh, but they have posted that registration is ending, uh, ending soon. So uh, if you're still interested in doing that course, make sure you, uh, you head over there and sign up for it. It's going to be uh, a good course. It, uh, like I said before, I rather enjoyed their advanced course. The instructors are very well, uh, well educated and, and well very knowledgeable. So uh, head over there and sign up. It's it's not expensive to do. It's fifty bucks to register, and I think it's fifty bucks for the textbooks. So you're hundred bucks all in. So it's not uh, it's not terrible. So that's awesome. Check uh, check them out uh, before they close up, because who knows when they're going to do the next one. So absolutely. We move into some shout outs. Um, I generally don't like enough people to shout them out. Um, today, I will make that exception for uh, for Bain, Ken, and Scott in the in the live chat because that's uh, that's been entertaining for the last yes, fifteen been, minutes. I've, I've been, been enjoying fantastic. that. Yeah, I, I rather enjoy when the uh, the live chat is active like this. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It sure it sure is, and it, it makes me hopeful for next week's live episode. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm still picturing a uh, I'm still picturing some kind of like riding lawnmower that has a like a blender pto on it um yes if you could if you could get on that for us then uh, i'd I'd really appreciate it that would be good yeah mow lawn make a uh, a margarita margarita. yeah that'd be good i think i'm okay (laughs) with that a little magic bullet margarita mix mixer i like it i like it Uh, so i've got a couple (laughs) of shout outs uh one to paul our our newest uh patreon at two dollars a month appreciate that that's awesome and uh, Ranch Outlaw, thanks for the email. He's been a, a longtime listener for us, and it's uh, it, it's great. I, we were talk, discussing the email off the air. It's unfortunately yep. a little bit too long and detailed uh, to try and read and respond to the whole thing yep. um, on the air, 
but um, uh, excellent points, excellent details, and uh, ranch. Yeah, come on the show good. next week. Let's talk. Yes, absolutely. Let's get, let's get you out here. It'll be great. It'll be awesome. Uh, so as far as iTunes reviews go, nothing new written there. Anyways, there's been a couple of five stars come in, but uh, no for written emails. Uh, oh, guys, tell us what you think. Reviews. So yeah, yeah. Good no news is good news, but like, let, let us know what's going on. Exactly. We love, we love reading that stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Uh, and with that, existence. <laughs> please help me. <laughs> with that, I'll, I'll bring episode 99 of the Canadian Prepper podcast to an end. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out. Submit a review. It helps other people find us and gives us something to read at the section above the outro. <laughs> we do record these shows live on both Facebook and YouTube. If you want an early peek at the show, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast, and click the notifications tab. gives you an alert when we're going live. Uh, Facebook, I believe, does the same thing. Like, follow, and share. Uh, if you want to get me directly, you can find me at Alan, that's with one L, at prepperpodcast.ca. Hey, and, uh, please check out Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat uh, while you're buying some Prepper gear. Uh, you can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, so thanks for that. You don't even get your name on the on the email address. I, you know, <laughs> use feedback. It gets confusing if there's throw a whole bunch of emails out there. <laughs> so uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Until next time, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning. <laughs> <laughs>